Hi, I'm John Fishbein, Senior Program Manager at Technical Services Center. I also staff uh, the GFOA's uh, Budget Committee, and that's how I got to know Matt Brown from uh, DC Water. And today we're going to uh, have some discussions on the budget. So, Matt, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, thanks, John. Good to, good to talk to you. Uh, my name is Matt Brown. I'm the uh, Executive Vice President for Finance, Procurement, and CFO at, uh, at DC Water. Uh, I've been at DC Water for nearly three years. Uh, we provide drinking water to 700,000 residents of DC and uh, wastewater services to the District of Columbia as well as, as the region. Uh, when we talked last week, uh, we were talking about COVID-19 and some of the events going on in Washington, D.C., and I think we discussed, uh, could it get any worse? And I think it, it, it did a little bit. Uh, before we get into the budget topic, how are, how are things now a little bit in, in Washington, D.C.? Have they calmed down a little bit? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that um, uh, there was obviously an incident on, on Monday um, uh, with the protesters, but uh, since then, um, uh, people have been in the streets, uh, taking advantage of their First Amendment rights and, and making their making their their views known. And uh, we at, at DC Water certainly uh, support that. Um, are, are are concerned um, by uh, by what's been going on, but uh, but but you know um, believe that that meaningful change is is possible especially with the kinds of crowds that you've seen um, out, uh, out the streets and, and really uh, voicing what I think are legitimate concerns um, that, uh, that have been long-standing. Uh, how are you communicating with your staff at the moment? So we, um, we operate a wastewater treatment plant. Um, we also have water and sewer um, field operations as well as administrative staff. So. Um, staff are communicating in a, in a variety of ways. We're, we're in a frontline essential service, and so we have employees who are coming in, um, the operational employees. Uh, we've put them on A and B shifts, so we've tried to keep people apart and, and allow them to socially distance and also keep crews separated. Um, and so that's how our operations staff are mainly working. Administrative staff are primarily uh, working from home right now, um, as uh, fortune would have it, we were an early adopter of Microsoft Teams. Uh, we had Microsoft Teams implemented uh, prior to the beginning of, of COVID, and that's for us. It's been a it's been a great tool. It's been it's been great to be able to collaborate um, via technology to be able to see people. Uh, we're even we're even installing a new ERP system right now, and, and we're concerned for a while that we may need to pause the whole thing. Um, but we've, we've it, it, implementation continues. Um, and, and communication is primarily done uh, through, uh, through Microsoft Teams and, and cell phones and those sorts of things. Um, so getting down to basics, uh, when's your fiscal year beginning? It begins in October, uh, so it, it parallels the federal fiscal year. So what have you been doing a little bit in the meantime with your current budget? How have you been handling that? Sure. Uh, so while our fiscal year begins in October, we've already adopted the budget for next fiscal year, for the fiscal year that begins in October. Um, our budget is included with the District of Columbia's budget and, and it's sit down to, uh, to Capitol Hill. So we, we, we uh, adopt our budget early. Um, the, the item that isn't finalized, though, is our, our rates. We have a, we're, we're primarily supported with, um, with uh, retail and wholesale rates that we charge our customers. 
and the, there's a, we have put forward a two-year proposal, proposal for retail uh, water and sewer rates, and that has not yet been adopted by our board. Uh, we've delayed that, that rate-making process. Um, we've also, we have a, 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 a strong history of, of going to the, to the community and getting public input on our rates, and we do that through a series of town hall meetings. So we did one in each of the eight wards in the District of Columbia. Um, so those are, are traditionally in-person meetings where we talk about initiatives, our challenges, and, and, and the things that are uh, and, and the things that we're, we're doing at Deep Water. We've delayed all of those, and, and we're currently scheduling those. There will still be uh, one in each of the eight wards, uh, but those meetings will be in virtually uh, rather rather than in person. And then we're also taking a look at the current year um, the current year budget and, and trying to react to what we see in the, uh, in consumption declines or uh, water usage. Uh, for your upcoming budget, are you proposing rate increases or keeping rates the same? We are. There's, so there's, there's the rate increases that were proposed and were discussed by our board in, in January and February. Um, in addition to just the, the cost of, of wastewater treatment and employees and contractual services costs increasing, um, one of the big initiatives that we have right now is to invest in our water and sewer infrastructure. Uh, we have a very large wastewater treatment plan, and we've made a lot of investments in that over the last several years. We're also, um, in 2030, we'll be complete with our consent decree program, but certainly we're over the peak with regards to the consent decree program. And so with the, with the board's support, we're turning our attention to uh, what we call small diameter water mains and then the, and the sewer infrastructure that, that's in the street. It's very, very old, and some of it uh, has a median age of nearly 80 years. Uh, some of the some of the water infrastructure was installed before the, the uh, Civil War began, and so we want to reduce the risk of system failure and uh, invest in those assets. So that's that's one of the reasons um, for the program. Your revenues uh, generated from you know consumption and fees and, and rates and so on is that. Uh, just operating, or does that also support some of your capital? It also supports our capital. Um, so we uh, we borrow um, uh, a, a municipal government. We, we issue taxes and bonds just to pay for uh, some of our, our program, but, but all of the revenue is generated from the, the rates. Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, consumption. What's been the decline so far since COVID-19? Sure, thanks. Um, that, that, that is something that we've been, that we've been uh, saying. I don't time. know if you want to thank me for that question. <laughs> uh, we've certainly talked about it a lot. Um, it's, uh, so we, we see consumption, the, the way we, we track our uh, consumption and our revenues is really in sort of three different uh, places. Um, we have meters that we can read daily, um, uh, uh, AMI meters that, uh, that transmit the, uh, consumption. Daily, so we can see what's going on in the consumption. Uh, the next step is when we bill, uh, when our customer service department puts out a bill for that consumption. And finally, we've been monitoring cash every single day. The most anticipated email of the day for me is the amount of cash that we receive, because that means our customers are paying. Um, beginning in the middle of March, we, we saw an immediate uh, decline in revenue, and it's uh, it's bounced around a little bit, but overall, the 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 drop in consumption seems to be about nine nine percent. Um, the, the, and, while, and while we've seen some increases in our residential and multifamily customers, 
condo builders, apartment builders, things like that, uh, we've seen about a, a decline of about a third in our commercial consumption. And that makes sense with, with, with restaurants operating at less than capacity, at, at hotels at, uh, at, at less than capacity. But, uh, but that's, that's the thing that I worry about the most, how long that uh, drop in commercial consumption will continue. And commercial makes up one-third of your revenues, right? Yeah, it's about, it's, it's about a third of our of our uh, volumetric users, so about uh, uh, We do have a combination of fixed and variable charges, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, the commercial is about, it's about a, a third of the, of the volumetric usage. Yeah, I, um, assume, I assume most of the late payments you're getting are from uh, uh, the res- residential, not commercial, right? Or are you getting right. from commercial um, as well? Yeah, so we, we've done a couple things. Uh, number one, because this is a public health crisis, we made a decision early on that we weren't going to disconnect any customers uh, for, for non-payment. Uh, we've also gone back and we have we've reconnected customers who had previously been disconnected uh, for non-payment, and we're waiving all late charges. Uh, so we have seen an uh, increase in, in delinquencies. Um, we've seen it in our household customers. Uh, as well as multi-family. Um, so, what are you doing this year? You're you're below your your budget this year. Uh, what are you doing to try and balance the budget? Or are you hitting your reserve? Uh, sure. So, we we anticipate that the revenue decline could be about thirty-five million dollars. It's about five percent of our overall revenues. We are a we are a conservative organization. I tell the I tell the uh, board that all the time. The board of directors who I report to. Uh, to the to the CEO that uh, we budget conservatively. Um, fortunately, by the in in the February March timeframe, uh, we were ahead in a number of categories, or, or we were. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, we our, our CEO has, has uh, challenged us all um, to ensure that every time we fill a position, that it's a position that's needed for the success of the organization. And so we have, we're going to have a, we're going to have a positive variance in personal services just because of, of that, uh, uh, that act, that, that um, uh, policy that was in place prior to COVID. Uh, we haven't seen the kind of energy and chemical, uh, cost pressures that, that we've seen in the past. And, and some, uh, we've just seen a, a, a reduction in expenditures, uh, sort of a natural, uh, a reduction because employees can't travel right now for, for conferences and, and, and papers and training. Um, because we've, we've uh, split our crews into A and B shifts, um, less preventive maintenance is done. Okay. Uh, and so, so some of our costs have, have come down. And, and then we challenge our department directors to only advance critical purchases. Um, of that $35 million uh, shortfall in revenues, uh, we've come up with initiatives to, to close about $22 million. And the remainder will be a decrease in PAYGO uh, for the capital program. So that's that's how we're about budget. Okay. Um, how have you been dealing with your um, upper management and your your executive director and your council or your 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 management? Um, we've been we've been working pretty closely. Um, it's it's been done obviously electronically through Teams, um, but we have we tried to present the same information that we present to the board to the those internally. Let them know. Where we are with our, with our, with our, with our revenues and, and challenge them mainly through the budget office, uh, to, to respond to those challenges. Um, so, so I, I made a, a presentation to the finance committee about a week and a half ago and laid out our, all of the assumptions with regard to our revenue forecast and how we were confronting it. 
And we're currently right now working on uh, plans to respond to fiscal year 21. Again, that, that begins for us in October. And that's, that's, that's my, that's really my current worry, uh, right now is how long that commercial consumption will impact our revenue and uh, the kinds of things that we're we'll doing in order to react. Have you seen any pickup yet? From what I've been reading in economic news, that there's some type of, you know, a minor upswing. Do you see that? Yeah, we, we've seen a, a bit of it. Uh, it actually also corresponded with, uh, so this, 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 there is some commercial activity in the district. Uh, restaurants have been doing takeout. Some restaurants have been doing takeout for a long time. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, the mayor has, has also allowed for outdoor seating as long as it's uh, space six feet apart, all those kinds of restrictions. Uh, coincidentally, about that time, the weather got warmer, and we, we generally see an increase in, in consumption and the weather gets warmer. So some of it is hard to really figure out um, what what has caused the uh, you know, slight increase in consumption. And, and just, um, uh, just for perspective, at one point in, in, uh, in May, our commercial consumption was down 37%. So I, I said it was about uh, 33%. That's what we've seen um, generally. It was down as, as much as 37%. Um, by the fourth week in May, that was down by about 26%. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 compared to our baseline, uh, consumption had, uh, had increased. You know, corresponding to what we tend to see is additional economic but also the, uh, so let's talk about your reserves a little bit. Um, your board policy is four months' worth of cash? Yeah, it's 100, 120 days worth of operating expenditure. And your current level is well above that, right? It is. Um, we, we have about 250 days of cash, and have had that. We've been in that position since about 2014. Um, we have the it's a, it, that also includes a rate stabilization fund of about $61.5 million. Yeah, we've, we've, we've maintained. Do you, have a, you haven't had to go into that? We haven't. Um, and, and I'm advising um, both both the executives within DC Water and also the board that we don't have that right now. Um, there's, there's so many unknowns about, about COVID, what's going to happen with the economic situation. Uh, we have produced a forecast for fiscal year 21 that we're working to respond to right now. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an economist. I watch the news like everybody else and, and understand that there could be a, 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 another spike in the fall. Uh, I'd like to hold on to those reserves for the, for, for, for risks that, uh, that, that uh, could occur as we, as we progress through a, a really well, trying to wrap up, you want to talk a little bit about your capital and debt and if You've done any refinancing or issued more debt and things along that line? Yeah, we did. Yeah, early in the early in, in COVID, we did a we did a, a, a private placement, uh, so we we did take care take advantage of conditions with that. Um, we're also looking at our capital program for possible adjustments, depending again on, on the revenue situation. Um, we are planning to issue our to do our next new money deal. In about a year, uh, had planned for that to be about $300 million again to support the, uh, infrastructure investment and water and sewer infrastructure. Uh, we may need to, to, uh, downsize that a bit, uh, more in the $200 million range. Again, it's gonna, it's gonna depend on, uh, on revenue. We, we, we are, we're a AAA rated agency by S&P. We, we have access to the capital markets. Um, I 
just want to make sure that we have a financial plan that can work. And, uh, and, and so that's why we're, we're, we're uh, working through the process we are right now. We're developing a 21 revenue forecast and then coming up with a solid plan. One of the major things that, that you've got is just the median age of, of some of your infrastructure, you know, just the age of that. That's a big problem. It is. Yeah, the median age of our water pipes is, is uh, 79 years old, and, um, and and some of the sewer infrastructure is even older. And that really is an area uh, that we spent a lot of time talking to the board about a number of years. Uh, taking them out to see the infrastructure, talking about the kind of risk it could pose uh, to the, the continued economic vitality of, of the district. So it really is an area where we need to invest. Um, unfortunately, because it's not consent decree or it's you know not permit required, um, that is one area that we may pause on. Um, again, given given the revenue situation, but it's certainly when you, uh, you don't you don't plan a capital project that's not needed. And so everything that we put forward in that 10-year, if we do a 10-year CIP, is work that needs to be done. Um, the the uh, investment in the water and sewer infrastructure, though, uh, they need to pause on it uh, a little bit. Okay, now I want to thank you. Um, and this will uh, wrap up our conversation with uh, Matt Brown. I'm John Fishbein, and I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks again, Matt.